Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bloody Bizarre Podcast. My name is Emma. I'm Sarah. This, what episode are we up to? Uh, I think it's about 33. We're in the... Or 32, maybe. We're in the early 30s episodes. 32, I think. No, Mothman was 32. This is episode 33. Okay. How are you going? We just had a chat. It feels weird to ask you that. It does. We're on a day off um, because it's Anzac Day in Mm -hmm. Australia. And New Zealand? Yeah, which stands for Australian New Zealand Army Corps. I did not get up for the dawn service. I was awake for the dawn service. Yeah, so we're on a day off today, which I appreciate. Yeah, I've got so much cleaning I need to do. And you're sacrificing it to be here. Yeah. Thank you to those who are listening. Yeah, thank you uh, to any new listeners. Thank you to the people who've been listening from the start. We appreciate you. Uh, I told you that some people from Greg's work were listening, hey? Uh-huh. And I said, you how embarrassing. Concerned. Why did you tell anyone? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What tends to happen with me is I get really drunk and then I'm like, I don't fucking care. I'm going to tell everyone. And then, Did like, you tell people the other night at Megan's? I think I might have. <laughs> well, nobody knew has started following us on Instagram. Well, that's so. because I don't say, oh, I've got a podcast. Follow the Instagram. Mm. I say, listen to it. Are there any new Perth listeners? I don't know. I haven't checked. Well, um... Oh, yeah, because I've never actually told Donna about it. But she knows, right? I don't know. Well, She's but- never asked me about it. She, it's, she knows not to. <laughs> <laughs> she listened to, like, half an episode and she She's was like, like, I'm just going to pretend that yeah. I don't know about So this. I don't have to, like, <laughs> don't have to lie and be like, no, it was so good. Don't have to awkwardly be like, oh, my God, it's great. Yeah. But, yeah, so thank you and keep <laughs> listening and tell your friends. Yes, because we're having fun. Okay, um, any other housekeeping up the top that you want to get up to get out? No, um, I was just going to say in the last episode, I, so I just edited the Mothman one, and I, I, if you haven't listened to it yet, I think it is our most unhinged episode. We've said that. You've said that before, though. It, it's just we talk about, like, fucking animals and, like, it's, it's, real, it's a really odd episode. <laughs> so I don't know if people will like it, but... Um, yeah, we, we don't have another one ready, so... We're just being enjoy. truthful. Yeah. I don't care. Emma's speaking her truth. <laughs> um, and the only other thing I was going to say is in the episodes that we recorded at my house, I noticed that there's a cricket in the background. Oh, that's so annoying. Yeah, so um, there's like two or three episodes where there's just like a, a lovely little cricket noise. The sounds of Australia, just a lovely little cricket in the background. Oh, I've told, I remember in episodes before, I've mentioned that there are, that I have a cricket infestation in my house, which is ongoing. And so... Crickets are harmless though, right? No, they, well, they're just fucking annoying. Yeah, but they're not, they don't like make you sick or anything, right? Well, they don't make me sick, I don't think. Unless maybe that's why I'm like, imagine if they had like depression pheromones and like and you, if you breathe them in then, and they found that out in like 20 years and I'm like, that was fucking why. Do you want to um, hear something funny? I, so the other day I, well, the other day I got my phone up to start doing some research for my next topic and I opened my Google bar up and what popped up is my like history or suggestion or whatever yeah. was is cheese an antidepressant <laughs> and <laughs> it has antidepressant properties <laughs> is that just like in the same way it's like well if you eat something you enjoy i guess well it feels good yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was telling someone, I think it, it, one of my friends, I was telling them that Abby can't say a lot of words, but she can definitely say cheese. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she gets real excited too. Yeah. Like, yeah, she gets insane. Yeah. yeah. 
a commonly said word in the in the Sarah household. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right. Well, look, I am going to jump into my okay. story today. Yeah. Okay. So I think I mentioned to you this is not a long one. Mm-hmm. The research was a hard slog for me. Okay. Because once I started, I was like, ugh. So today, I'm going to tell you my sources first. Okay. You do like a reveal. This is going to be a real quick reveal, but I still want to do a little bit of a reveal. So, oh, but one of my sources is the story. <laughs> All right. Today I'm telling you about the Bohemian Club. Oh, Bohemian Grove. Well, Bohemian Grove is a place that the Bohemian Club go to. Ah. So the sources are Wikipedia, uh, a Washington Post article by Elizabeth Flock, bohemianclub.com, cia.gov, and a Financial Times article by Horatia Harrod. Nice. Did you listen to the Sinister Societies episode on this? Oh, I have done before. So probably, yeah, Sinister Societies as well. That's like how you know about it. No, no, no. Oh, okay. I knew about it before that. I didn't. I'm educated. Cultured. So today I'll be taking you guys on a look into one of the world's most secretive and exclusive clubs in the world, the Bohemian Club. There are so many articles about the Bohemian Club, but they all kind of give you the same information, which is generally pretty benign stuff. Um, And I wonder if that is because the club is so powerful that they prevent any other media being um, released that provides any different information. I think you'll go on to... Oh, that's creepy. Uh, Emma's Google just picked up and started talking to her. I don't think I said, hey, Google at any point. You didn't. <laughs> the fuck? Bohemian Club. They reach. Okay. I'm going to keep going because fuck the club. So, Whoa. <laughs> since, Them fighting words. <laughs> since its inception in the late 1800s, the private club has been shrouded in mystery with rumours swelling about its members and their secretive rituals. Mm-hmm. It was founded by a group of artisans, lawyers and journalists in San Francisco. So kind of like, yeah, bohemians. Artists, journalists and... Artisans, lawyers and journalists. Lawyers aren't bohemians. In the 1800s, maybe? Oh, yeah, maybe. I guess some of them fighting for justice. In San Francisco as well, so, you know. Um, as the club grew, members realised that if they admitted uh, wealthy businessmen, the expenses were paid much more easily. Mm-hmm. So a side note is that in 1887, so um, you know, sh- shortly after the, the club's inception, the entry fee to join the club was $100. With inflation, that would be about $3,177 today. And that's uh, not inclusive of a monthly fee that members must pay as well. Right. By 1937, the price had increased substantially. The entry fee was about $8,000 in today's money and about $250 monthly dues. Today, the admittance fee is said to be around $25,000 plus yearly dues. Like nearly a house deposit. Yeah. Speaking of today's club, the club has around 2,500 members. This member list... That's so little. Yeah. Well, it is so little, but the waiting list to get into the club is thousands long. Are they only... Like, they're capped on how many people? I think they want to keep it exclusive. Hmm. This member list is private, but some members' names have leaked. 
and some photos have leaked of people like at the club. Mm. So its members were and are some of the wealthiest and most powerful men in the world. This includes politicians, businessmen, and some celebrities as well. Is it only men that are allowed to? Oh, for fuck's sake. It is a fraternal club. It is men only. Strictly. Uh, what I, so I'm going to, I don't want to blow my load this early, but what I think I believe about this club is that it they, they're just a bunch of dorks. <laughs> That want to keep a like a secret little like childish club. Yeah. Well, I'm. We t- we've talked before about how this podcast for us is like playing pretend. Oh, I'm. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm better than them. No, I'm, but like yeah. that's what it is. For that club. Oh yeah, is yeah. For they're playing pretend. Like playing pretend. Yeah. And I I didn't list it, but um. So I'm going to go on to talk about the Bohemian Grove, which is this place that they go to camp every year. That sounds and- fun. Yeah, it does sound fun. Um, yeah. So, but the names of the camps that so there's about 118 individual campsites, right? Mm-hmm. That that members stay at, and then the names of those campsites are things like the rabble rousers, the 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 sticklers, or whatever. Like it's like names the way they're like, oh, we're like we're nerdy wells, you know? Like it sounds almost like with those names, like a bunch of dads. Yes. Like a bunch of dads getting together and yep. being like, we're the the, the fat bastards, and we're yes. the like. <laughs> That's exactly what it's like. And it's like they're kind of – they're like, oh, we can't do this in our regular life yeah. because there's media around and all that. But when we come to this camp, we can kind of be, be fucking losers. Let our guard down. Yeah. yeah. But – I think there are also some more, like, nefarious okay. um, aspects to this let's, club. Let's hear about it. It's not all, like, um, Cute. cutesy. Um, some of the members and honorary members include the likes of Theodore Roosevelt, Richard Nixon, Clint Eastwood, Junior and Senior Bush, and Mark Twain. Bloody hell. Herbert Hoover once called the camp component of Bohemian Grove, which I'll talk about in a sec, the greatest men's party on earth. So, um, with so many powerful people in residence, conspiracy theorists argue it must be the place where world affairs are decided. I don't know. I kind of, I disagree with that because I feel like if what you're saying, oh, mm, no, I could say, I reckon it's probably somewhere they go to not talk about that stuff, but there's no way that if you've got a bunch of like very powerful men in the same place that they're not going to, there's not going to be some sort of like, oh yeah, we'll set up a meeting. We'll talk about that. I'm going to talk about it in a second. Uh, a little bit further on but one of their mottos is something like i've got it written down so i'll get it right in a a minute but it's something like weaving spiders come not here or something like that and what that means is you can't talk about business yeah but like they do this is not the place to be like right but they do and there's these things called lakeside chats in air quotes i'm doing for Mm -hmm. people that can't see me uh and there they talk about things like nuclear energy the rise of communism i don't know like you Mm -hmm. know they they talk about they talk about things like that. Yeah. So, members are allowed to bring guests, but the gatherings are strictly closed to the media and outsiders with security and even the Secret Service patrolling the perimeter. How the hell do they have the Secret Service? Well, if there's presidents attending. Ah. If there's multiple presidents attending, you know. <laughs> that's like taxpayers' money. Yeah. yeah. Taxpayers are paying for... Well, that's why there was such a big... So many people were like... Fuck Trump because he is flying to Mar-a-Lago, costing taxpayers in money for his family to stay at the White House and him to stay at Mar-a-Lago. Anyway, in order to join today, you have to be invited by several members of the club or wait decades on a waiting list of thousands. Well, you also have to have a penis. Correct. In order to be admitted to this club, you have to be wealthy, influential and male. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Should we start our own? I've said I've said later on as well, nothing stopping the world's most wealthy, powerful women starting a club except for maybe like that they think it's lame. <laughs> <laughs> so according to the Bohemian Club's own website, which by the way is very bare bones, they don't they don't reveal a hell of a lot on there. The club is described as the following quote The Bohemian Club is a private association whose members shall consist of gentlemen who are connected professionally with literature, art, music, or the drama, and also those gentlemen who, by reason of their demonstrated love or appreciation of these objects, their temperament, intellect, and their commitment to participate in club activities, make them worthy companions in artistic fellowship. So wanky. <laughs> Me, an intellectual. (laughs) (laughs) So the Bohemian Club has two locations. A clubhouse in the Nob Hill district of San Francisco. Nob Hill is right. Yeah, Yeah, right. (laughs) They like read the description on the website and then they were like, Nob Hill, it's got to be Nob Hill. (laughs) Um, And the more intriguing Bohemian Grove, which you have mentioned. Mm. So Bohemian Grove is a redwood forest retreat in Sonoma County, which covers 2,700 acres. Can I ask a question? Yes. Can anyone go to the land? Does that belong to the Bohemian yes. Club? Yes. So no, you, nobody can go there? Uh, unless you're a member of the Bohemian Club or an invited guest and there's no other events going on. Okay. So if you just were like in the area, you couldn't go there? No. Security. Right. Even when nobody's there? Correct. So 2,700 acres. The Bohemian Grove started as a few hundred acres and grew gradually over the decades to the sp- sprawling forest owned today. The grove has a number of features. This is not an exhaustive list, but some of them include forest trails, a dining area that can seat about 1,500 people, uh, a campfire circle, 118 camps, as I said, uh, a bar, a cafe, an outdoor theatre or multiple outdoor theatres, a hospital, um, a giant owl statue. What? A giant owl statue. Sorry, I said that funny because I I started saying a different word and Mm -hmm. then I tried to... to, It's okay. (laughs) giant owl statue that watches over a man-made lake and a civic center i think in sinister societies they they tease them about having a civic center they're like how <laughs> like that's so lame like you've got this this massive thing and you decide to build a civic center uh so speaking of that giant owl the club's mascot is an owl supposed to represent wisdom and knowledge the owl is on all bohemian stuff like doormats notebooks that kind of shit they would have um been in their element back in the early 2000 owl craze yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so it's at this bohemian grove that members flock for the annual two-week midsummer encampment and that's what they call it an encampment where members gather to partake in a series of performances ceremonies and bonding activities so this is what i was talking about bohemian club members can schedule private use of the grove at any time as long as it's not already in use uh women and children are allowed at the grove as guests but must be gone by 10 p.m. <laughs> We're going to be focusing mostly on some conspiracies and criticisms of the club uh, that exist, but many of those kind of um, feature this two-week retreat and are, are like based around this two-week retreat. So that's what we're going to be focusing on mostly. And the other thing is when you hear the Bohemian Club, the Bohemian Grove, immediately you think conspiracy theories, right? Mm, yeah. But I could find fuck all. Yeah. All I could find was people alluding to conspiracy theories, but Mm -hmm. not diving deep on any kind of, like, basis for those. So I I will allude to some and I'll say, like, it's been suspected that this this might occur, but there's, like, I could find fuck all about it. I suppose they've been very uh, purposeful in 
security and keeping strangers out and not allowing anyone who's a couple of people have infiltrated yeah um talk about that uh very briefly but it's like again very boring outcomes like they infiltrated and then they were like it's just a bunch of guys sitting around pissing in the wild yeah (laughs) um so I mentioned this, the club's motto, weaving spiders come not here, apparently means that business deals are not to be made at the club. But there are some who think that many business deals are made at the club. I personally believe that. I don't think that you could spend two weeks with peers, influential people and not discuss business. Yeah, there's no way. I mean, I think it's it's very possible that maybe they're like, oh, no work talk here. Let's set up a, a meeting on this day at this time. But that in itself is like we- uh, wheeling and dealing, isn't it? I think that that motto is in place to kind of get people off the scent of, of, of those that say, because so one criticism of this club, which I'm going to talk about, is the fact that, yes, women are excluded. And that means they're disadvantaged in political mm. discussions, in business discussions. So if the club goes, no, 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 weaving spiders come not here. We don't make business dealings. Mm. You're not being excluded from anything. Mm. That's them kind of like being like, no, 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 that doesn't happen here. Sweetheart, no, honey. But, I mean, it's the same thing as like the old boys. It's yeah. literally a boys club. Is, and that's yeah. what happens is that the the boys, <laughs> yeah, boys, boys, yeah. boys, they're like yeah. hanging out and maybe they're just like hanging out as friends. Yeah. But little bits of business things are going to seep in and be yeah. like, oh, yeah, let's let's set up that meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. I'll, um, I'll talk to you about that job opportunity and like stuff like that. Yeah. That it's, it's-, it's just like recently I went to um, Canberra for, for work and am I allowed to keep this in? Probably not. I should probably cut it out just in case. They're all going to die soon. Oh, he's going to be dead so soon. He's yeah. so unfit. Um, so should I should I mention that we just had to cut that out because you were like majorly like, yeah sure yeah um yeah. having a go at a big portion <laughs> you, had to be cut out just then because I and we'll get fired if that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be it would be embarrassing to be fired over that over your podcast yeah. over like a rant in your podcast yeah <laughs> so yes. I believe that there are business deals made. Um, It seems that this motto is oft ignored. Mm -hmm. Um, Famously, a planning meeting for the Manhattan Project in 1942 held at the Grove later led to the development of the atomic bomb. Fucking hell. Which arguably changed the world forever. Yeah. So what do we know goes on at the encampment? Well, according to people who have managed to infiltrate the club, a lot of drinking, stage performances, networking, and some weird rituals. Ooh. One of these rituals is the cremation of care ceremony, which is performed on the first Saturday night of the camp. In the year 2000, alt-right conspiracy theorist Alex Jones, do you know him? He just got fined a whole bunch of money for saying that um, Sandy Hook didn't happen. What? Yeah. How can you possibly think that that didn't happen? There's footage. What's his name? Alex Jones. Oh, I've seen him. He's the one who has a um, a super, like, an absolute meltdown like there's footage of him having like a total meltdown yes yes that's him is he still on tv uh maybe on like in america on alt-right stations i can't believe somebody like that has a platform there are so many people like that that have platforms i know but it's it's just insane like what's his face andrew bolt is the same kind of vein same vein but not as psycho as that guy i don't know um so anyway in 2000, Alex Jones snuck in to film the burning of the effigy in the cremation of care ceremony. 
Mm-hmm. So this is how it goes. In front of the giant owl and on a stage, an effigy of a person dubbed Dull Care uh, is sacrificed by members wearing red robes with pointed hoods. This figure is then sent across the lake and set on fire while club members and hidden speakers relay messages such as, quote, come join us as we raise the battle banners in the name of beauty, truth, peace and fellowship. Oh, beauty's vassals, let us together seek the counsel of the great owl of Bohemia so that we may rediscover the wisdom needed to banish Dull Care once again dorks i kind of like it it's um you know the festival blaze no so it's it's kind of like a hippie festival jen and chloe go all the time it sounds really fun there's no money you just like uh barter like sort of goods and services um (laughs) it's so hippie well do you know what this sounds (laughs) like to me as well what um dark mofo yeah well um at this blaze thing they have an effigy Mm. and they burn it at the end of the festival every year Mm -hmm. it's fun um so club members insist that this is to rid themselves of outside worries and cares that Mr. Dullcare represents. He, he represents all those like burdensome things that these important men carry. Yeah, it's cathartic. It's not like they're like sacrificing an animal or like a person. Well, Alex Jones, who when I say he broke in, he just strolled past security somehow. I don't know how. He makes a whole bunch of claims about this this burning ritual. Uh, he says things like it's a nod to Moloch and child sacrifice. This guy's fucking crazy. Jones and many of his followers and believers of the QAnon conspiracy theory believe that this that the meeting of the world's most powerful is to sacrifice children to the devil and make decisions about the world and new world order. Anything that comes from that guy... I will immediately believe the opposite. Absolutely. Such, so, uh, so accompanying Jones, or rather Jones was accompanying journalist John Ronson, who had an altogether different take. Yeah, yeah, John that's Ronson, interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, a legitimate journalist had a different take. Okay. Yeah. Um, so John Ronson later wrote, my lasting quote, my lasting impression was of an all-pervading sense of immaturity. I wondered whether the Bohemians shroud themselves in secrecy for reasons no more sinister than they thought it was cool. Yeah, like I, I, I just get the impression that they're because they're such powerful, influential people. It would be damaging to their reputations if everyone saw them playing in the woods, playing pretend, singing campfire songs, doing like funny little let's like burn this thing, and it can mm. it can represent this. That would be damaging to their reputation. So. It's almost like they just have to be secretive because they. And I think it's, it's also like us keeping our podcast a secret. <laughs> Yeah, it's exactly the same. (laughs) Um, I also think it's like they want it to be secret because they think it's cool. Yeah, because then then everybody's like, ooh, what is it? Yeah. So um, let's move on. One of the servers who worked at the Grove said something along the lines of, um, this club is where rich, powerful men go to do things that in their regular lives they'd be shunned for. They drink a lot, they piss wherever they want, and they talk openly with other rich, powerful men about whatever they want. Yeah. One journalist wrote, wrote the following, quote, There is skinny dipping and skeet shooting, marshmallow toasting and heavy drinking. In elaborate theatrical entertainments, female characters are played by masters of the universe in drag. <laughs> Speaking of men, the Grove has been accused of being sexist. What? Hard to argue. Never. Hard to argue. Um, although no woman has ever been given full membership in the Bohemian Club, the four female honorary members were hostess Margaret Bowman, Poet Ina Coolberth, who served as a librarian for the club. Actress Elizabeth Crocker Bowers and writer Sarah Jane Lippincott. Now, probably never heard of any of them, nor have I. And that's because since Coolberth's death in 1928, no other woman has been made a member. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, I'm surprised it's not a thing where it's like, yeah, um, we allow women in. We have uh, female entertainment that comes in on the Saturday night of the <laughs> yeah, I know, I <laughs> like, know, like a footy club. Yeah, I know. we've got girls. We have the titty show that comes in. I like- know. <laughs> These honorary members and other female guests have been allowed into the Bohemian City Club building and as daytime guests of the Grove, but not to the upper floors of the City Club, nor as guests to the main summer encampment at the Grove. Mm -hmm. The annual, quote, ladies' jinks were held at the club, especially for spouses and invited guests. Yeah, it's it's like a footy club. It is. Ladies' day. Yeah. In 1978. We'll we'll bring you champagne and we'll have pink decorations because we just love women. We respect women, obviously. In 1978, the Bohemian Club was charged with discrimination by the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing over their refusal to even hire female employees. In 1981, a judge ruled in the club's favour, citing the club members' ability to basically, basically the ruling was these men piss outside and having women around would change their behaviour. That was basically the, like, it, it, honestly, in the ruling, it says something like urination in the without even like the most rudimentary of toilet facilities or something like that. Like it's listed in the in the ruling was by chance this judge a man he was the this decision and i might be getting this wrong because i just read this but i didn't write it down this decision was overruled by the california state department then it was appealed to um this uh to another judge (laughs) that judge had been participating in club activities but refused to recuse himself so the department then overruled that and the, the club was forced to start hiring women. What do they think that women have never seen a man pee before, pee outside before? Yeah. Like, is that meant to be shocking to adult women? Like, also, I don't know if they're aware of this, but we can technically wee outside as well. We just Ever heard of a she Yeah. Yeah. The she now. It's 2023. <laughs> um, this is a fraternal club, which there are many of in the world. I think that the the main issues with this so yes they weren't hiring women I don't know that doesn't bother me right what bothers me is this these things like political advantage mm. business advantage um if male politicians are going to these bohemian club events and speaking with wealthy donors other politicians um striking deals but the female politicians aren't afford afforded the same opportunities then Obviously, that is disadvantaging them just yeah. because they're female. Yeah. Um, in fact, female politicians have been known to send their male underlings in their place because they can't attend, which is so Fucked. fucking annoying. Yeah. Ostensibly, this would also be the case for female business owners. Any decisions made at the club would be in absence of any female business owners, further disadvantaging them. Um, but then, like I said earlier, there's nothing stopping these powerful women from starting their own version of the club. And you know who has their own annual camping trip? You. I do. Yeah. <laughs> And it's very cool. It's very fun. I get everyone gifts. Uh, we burn stuff. Yeah, exactly. We have sacrificial burns. That's what I mean. Burning stuff is fun. It's fun, yeah. It is it is a cathartic thing. If there's yeah. something that, like, is worrisome to you or, yeah. like, didn't you burn your thesis? Uh, probably, yeah. And we, we also burn, like, old um, work uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So maybe I'll start a female bohemian club, yeah, but I I'll mean, allow men to come. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Yeah, only the cool ones. Yeah. Only the – it can be like a feminist-only camp. Yeah. You're quite influential in your work now. You could invite some high-up people. Mm-hmm. I know, I know multiple female CEOs. Yeah. I mean, not that we're classist. Invite, invite every – like all the cool people, even mm. the ones that aren't influential yet. But – Yeah. Yeah. Very recently, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. Have you heard of him? Ah, I sure have. Yep. He's the fucker who um, – 
it has been trying to repeal all the rights of everyone, every, every fucking person. Yeah, yeah, every, uh, every person who's not a, a man, a, a straight man. Yes, um, and his wife actually, I think, is involved in the January six stuff. Anyway. Clarence Thomas was embroiled in scandal, surprise, surprise, after a report by investigative news outlet ProPublica revealed that Justice Thomas accepted luxury trips around the world from billionaire Republican donor Harlan Crow. This included a visit to the Bohemian Grove. Mm-hmm. It was revealed that he visited the retreat with a billionaire friend, so even today, the world's most powerful men are still flocking to the Grove. Over the years, anti-capitalist, environmental, and anti-nuclear demonstrators have protested against the event. The Bohemian Club has been logging the redwood and Douglas fir that surrounds the Grove on a regular basis. They filed an application to increase their logging practices, claiming that they were doing so to reduce the fire hazard. However, Philip Rundell, University of California Berkeley professor of biology, said that the redwoods are not very flammable and, quote, this is clearly a logging project, not a project to reduce fire hazard. Yeah. Reed F. Noss, professor at the University of California, Davis, has written that fires within redwood forests do not need to be prevented, that young redwoods are adapted to regenerate well in the destruction left behind by the fires typical of the climate. Yeah, so you'd more do, like, burn-offs and stuff. Or or you'd clear undergrowth. Yeah. Or you'd do fuck all because these these massive trees are strong enough to survive wildfires and regenerate. Yeah, well, I suppose I can understand them wanting to, for safety's sake, to to, to mitigate the risk of fires. But But then, yes, fire breaks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I'm not at all surprised. Like, that is such a a villainous activity. It's such a politician thing to... Capitalism is is king and, like, who cares if we log trees, these beautiful, like, gigantic trees that Mm. have been there for hundreds of years. Yeah. They're in the way of of progress. So um, the closest town to the Bohemian Grove is Monterio, and that's on the banks of the Russian River. And have you seen Twin Peaks? It's a TV show from, like, the 90s. It's very famous. I have not, but... um, The town of Monterio gives real Twin Peaks vibes. Okay. Um, It's beautiful. A beautiful but also a bit eerie. Mm. Yeah. Um, oh, and like, it's a mystery series. Yeah, it's good. Have you watched it? Uh-huh. It's like iconic. 1990. Yeah. But I think we should go to Monterio. Add it to the list. That's what I said. Add it to the plot it on the map. Plot it on the map. I think what's funny is that this club is pretty hated by people on most sides of an argument. So politically... And I suppose, reductively speaking, people on the far left hate this club because of their sexist, anti-environmentalist views, amongst other things. On the far right, they believe this is the ultra-elite men to sacrifice babies and usher in a new world order. So there's like no side of the argument that's like, yeah, they're okay. You know? <laughs> I mean, I can't, I guess I like, I don't like that they won't allow women in and, or, you know, that kind of stuff. But I'm also like, I don't think that they're super, like they're doing anything super nefarious. But it's like you, you... <laughs> No matter where you sit on the spectrum, everyone You're like, them. ugh. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jack Latham, a photographer who spent years investigating the club and the Grove specifically, said the following, quote, People away from Monterio think that Bohemian Grove is the manifestation of the Illuminati. People that live there say, no, it's just fat white men who go and camp for two weeks. <laughs> that's, that's it, isn't it? <laughs> and that is the story of Bohemian Grove. So, like I said, while... Like, I did read allusions to theory, conspiracy theories, the Illuminati. Mm. It was listed nowhere, like, this is why they believe that. Yeah. Other than it's it's where hundreds, hundreds of powerful. thousands of the world's most powerful, wealthy, Men. influential 
politicians, businessmen, whatever, mm. go and hang out. Yeah. But kind of boring when you dig right into it. Yeah. Which is so often the case with these things. It's yes. like, yeah. I think we sometimes forget that even very rich, powerful people are still people. Yeah. And so. Well, not according to Alex Drain. Some of them are lizards. They're lizards. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I hassle you for me. Yeah. But yeah, at the end of the day, they're people. Some of them, not that many, but some of them had humble beginnings. Like, yeah, I'm sure that they sometimes just want to go and camp in the woods and piss on trees and get drunk. Like, yeah, I mean, look, why do why do I go camping every year with with my friend? Why do we mm-hmm. have an annual camping trip? Because mm. it's fucking fun. Like, yeah. it's fun and it's silly and like, yeah, you're out of range of your phone. Like, no one can contact you. Mm. Shannon and I use Shewees. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe that, maybe, maybe more nefarious stuff is going on. Mm-hmm. Who knows? We're never, I'm never going to know. But I do think that you should start a women's one. All right. What would I call it? Bohemian. Mm, good one. Grove. <laughs> Just lean into the sexism. Yeah. Bohemian Grove. <laughs> yeah. Or Bohemian Grove. Bo- Bohemian Grove. So um, if you want to join Bohemian Grove, <laughs> let me know. Um, you can you can be a man, but you have to be a feminist. If we um, ever make more merch, you should have shirts that say Bohemian Grove. Yeah. And people are like, is that meant to say Bohemian? It's just a typo? No. Like, no. <laughs> haven't you heard of it? <laughs> All right. Well, that's, uh, that's me for the week. All right. Tune in next week to hear about Charles Bronson, not the actor. I don't think I know what that's about. Mm, mm. I've heard the name. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he's a fam- there's a famous actor, Charles Bronson. Oh. But there is somebody else called Charles Bronson. Oh. Mm. Okay. Well, I guess you'll tell me about it next week. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.